You are listening to How Does She Do It, a podcast dedicated to sharing practical insight and honest perspective on being grown as life happens. Welcome to the ride. Thanks for listening to episode two of How Does She Do It? My name is Tiffany and I'm your host. And on this week's episode, I introduce my first segment called Just My Thoughts, and I share a few lessons learned from an opportunity that I almost missed. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback that you'd like to share, you can send me an email uh, at tiffany at howdoesshedoitpodcast.com. That email is in the show notes. Or you can leave me a review, preferably five star, on iTunes, and I hope that you enjoy. This is the part of the show that I'm going to call Just My Thoughts. Uh, That title came from a Jay-Z verse from The Ruler's Back on his Blueprint album. And um, basically the idea is that each week I'll share just my thoughts on something that I came across either in the news or on a podcast or in just an experience that I had over the course of the week that I wanted to share with you with you all. This week's Just My Thoughts comes from an episode of This American Life, which is a radio show turned podcast about stories that happen every day in America. Like a a couple weeks ago, I listened to a story that was titled The Petty Tyrant, and it was about this man who basically terrorized his employees in a school district in upstate New York. But this week I listened to their episode titled The Problem We All Live With. And the story, it was a two-part series. The first part of the series was done by New York Times Magazine reporter, Nicole Hannah-Jones. And she talked about desegregation in American schools or flip it around, um, integration of American schools. And when you hear that phrase, a lot of times, I know when I think about it, the first thing that I think about is Brown versus the Board of Education. And we are talking about, the, the story talks about modern day school integration and segregation. And it was phenomenally done. It featured both a balance of talking with school officials. It talked with a student, with students and parents who were involved in this, um, in the the integration of schools outside of Ferguson, Missouri. It really brought to your attention what is happening in American schools today. Um, the idea of integration is something that can actually help. Um, brown and black children in this country. And so uh, I really encourage you to listen to the story. It may share information with you that you were not aware of. I know I learned um, a lot listening to that episode. And it also brought me back to my own educational experience. Growing up in Long Island, which is um, one of the most residentially segregated places in America, um, and I'm not making that up, that's something that's actually documented, You, you when you go to a school that is 100% minority, um, and in, at our time it was probably um, relatively even for Black and, and Latinos, um, you, I identified with a lot of what she covered in that story. And, um, I, although I did not have the opportunity or challenge to integrate a a neighborhood, um, you know, a neighboring school district, I know the feeling of knowing that there are schools around you that have better opportunities than your school does. Um, at the same time, I know that 
I had some teachers and administrators in the Hempstead School District that did the very best that they could with what we had. And I'm very grateful. So shout out to Hempstead, shout out to Long Island, and shout out to all of the, the places in America that are on shoestring budgets, but are doing the best that they can to make sure that they can they can help students um, achieve some of their goals and at least get through high school in the best way that they can. It's been said, and you may have heard this quote before, that luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. And in order for you to have, I guess, this luck that uh, I think it was this quote is attributed to a Roman philosopher. Um, and I will verify that. But that's what my research has concluded to this point. Um, in order for you to be able to have this luck right? You have the preparation on one side, you have the opportunity on the other. But what happens if you actually don't get that opportunity or you almost miss that opportunity? So I want to talk today about what happens if you almost miss these opportunities and kind of some of the lessons that can come from that. So I have been very blessed to have been invited to be a part of a TEDx conference that's happening on October 23rd of this year. And I can't believe it is now um, September and we are um, we're almost there. So this so let me back up a little bit. What is TEDx and what is TED? TED is a organization that started in 1984 and TED stands for technology entertainment and design and it I believe it started as a series of, of conferences and kind of talks that were 18 um, minutes or less that centered initially around the idea of technology entertainment and design now TED talks are about anything and they're about they're just personal stories they're about books they're about cooking they're about sustainability they're about um you know how like crime race people talk about everything under the sun on ted talks and so i'm gonna there should be there will be a link in the show notes to some ted talks that i really enjoy and so you get an idea if you haven't watched or um or listened to any of a ted talk before um but the ted organization they license the ted name out to organization to other organizations to universities to cities to to do their own version of a TED talk they do TEDx conferences so I will be in a TEDx conference not a TED talk not you know a TED conference people keep telling me to not highlight that distinction but I still feel need to do that because I think it's important so how did I get this opportunity well I almost didn't um I almost didn't get it I almost um, missed this chance. And here's what happened. So back, I would say, so we're in 2015 now. In 2014, I wrote down a goal that said, I want to do a TED Talk, period. I wrote this goal down. I told a few people that this was something that I wanted to do. And I just let it go. I never, I didn't really think about, um, you know, how this was actually going to come to fruition. I didn't, 
plan specifically to like seek out how to be a part of a TED Talk. I did do some research and part of the reason why I know that I actually set this goal for myself a year ago besides me writing it down, I also had a document saved about tips for people who are preparing to do and to give a TED Talk. So I had done that, I had gone that far and then I just kind of, you know, went on with the rest of my life and didn't really, didn't really think anything of it. So one day I'm at work And I used to work at a university and, you know, every day you get emails that talk about what's happening on campus, announcements about lectures that are going on, um, you know, brown bag lunch opportunities, um, special talks, blood drives, anything you can think of, you can find that in these, in the, the kind of announcements, the daily campus announcements. So one day I'm reading the announcements and I notice information about applying for the university's TEDx. And I'm like, wait, what? Like applying for a TEDx. So I'm trying not to freak out. I'm trying to be cool, but I'm super nervous and excited already. And I'm not exactly sure why. So I just took note of the deadline and I noticed that someone that I worked with was a part of this committee. So I was excited. I told um, two of my friends that I was applying for this TED talk um, or applying for this TEDx rather. And And I was just, and I told them a little bit about my topic. They were excited. I was excited. And I had all this good energy built up. And then the deadline came and the deadline went and I didn't submit my application. So, yeah. Why didn't I submit my application? You know how, it's a little thing called self-sabotage that people don't like to talk about, but it's things that we do this, we do this all the time. We build up visions so large and amazing in our mind that when we take a step back from that vision and look at where we are right now, we can't see how we're going to get from where we are right now to that vision. And so what does that do? It freaks us out because we think about all the ways that we can't and all the million steps and all the million days and all of the time and the energy and the work that's going to have to be done in order to get from where we are right now to that vision that we have for ourselves. And we get so overwhelmed that sometimes we just shut down completely. We dismiss the vision altogether. We underestimate the skills that we actually have to bring that, that um, vision to, to, to life. And we complicate things instead of just thinking about the next step. And for me, in this situation, it would be it would have been to simply hit send on the opportunity. I thought about I was thinking about the end. I was thinking about not getting it. I was thinking about how big of a deal this could be, but how I'm not good enough to be to actually take advantage of this opportunity. And so I just didn't even try. And we do that to ourselves way too often. And instead of just realizing that the step was to hit send on the application to then audition to then hopefully get selected, I was thinking about how, you know, what what how how fly would be to say that I had a TEDx and all these things that I just should not have been thinking about before I even hit send. And so all that stuff kept me from simply getting started. When there's something that we really, really want, we think of the 14 steps that need to happen between now and this thing that we want or what could happen or what could go wrong or, oh my gosh, this is just too much. I don't really think I'm ready for this. And so what do we do? We shrink back. We either find ways to say, well, I'm not really deserving of this opportunity or I can't really take advantage of this or 
we'd minimize it. You know what? This is not really that big of a deal anyway. If I don't do it, it's okay. I'll get another opportunity. And so either way, we let that, we let the preparation that we might've put forth already, we let that opportunity just blow right past us. And that's what I did. And for some reason, I thought it was worth that risk. I thought that I was, that I'd have this opportunity again at some other point, or that, you know what? It's not that big of a deal anyway. If I don't put myself out there, then that means I don't get rejected. That means that my ego doesn't get bruised. That means that I kind of stay where I am right now, which is pretty, which is good, which is fine. I still have my job. I still am doing the other things that I'm doing. You know, the world is, is none the wiser that I missed this chance. So why not just miss this chance? Well, I couldn't just do that because the organizer who I told that I wanted to do this, um, looked at the list of applicants and asked me why, where was my application? And I said, oh, you know, I'm sorry I missed the deadline. I, you know, just thinking that me missing the deadline was going to be a good enough of a reason for to just say, well, you know what, you're okay, well, better luck next time. No, she said, well, send me your materials. So I did. And I agonized over what I was sending her. I was hemming and hawing about why and I can't believe this. I'm so nervous. All of those things again came right back up again. And then I hit send. Then a couple weeks later, I found out that I got selected to audition and I couldn't believe it. I was so excited. I was so nervous. I still, I wasn't really, obviously I wasn't really saying much to people about it because, um, you know, it's just an audition. I'm still not really good enough to get picked. Um, this is not really going to be that big of an opportunity anyway, you know, whatever. It's not that important, you know, life will go on. And then I got selected to be featured for the TEDx that's happening next month. And I almost didn't do it. And when I look back on the negative energy, the fear, the worry, the hyping it up in my mind about all of the things that this could mean, instead of me just taking one step at a time to prepare for this opportunity, I was so busy thinking about all of the other stuff all up in the sky about the big picture and that it almost it almost kept me from doing this. And so what you know how people well, I don't really know if people use the word haters anymore, but I know there was a time where everybody was talking about oh my haters, oh my haters, I'm just not really, you know, I'm not worrying about them, I'm not listening to them. And it's like all these fake haters that people have, we really do it's really us who are diminishing our own light. It's really us who often put so much pressure on ourselves that we take ourselves out of the running for opportunities and for things that we want because we build up in our minds all of these reasons why we can't, all of these reasons why we shouldn't, all of these reasons why this is not for us or how this will come this will come up again or this is not really that important to me. We minimize ourselves, we minimize the opportunity, we minimize the opportunity to to do great things. And we pre- and we sometimes prevent ourselves or keep ourselves out of the away from those chances because we think because we're not good enough. 
at least for me, it came down to me thinking that I just was not going to be good enough. So why even bother in the first place? And that that mindset goes against all of the advice that I ever gave to people who are talking about applying for any opportunities, talking about jobs. I always tell people, don't tell yourself no. Don't take yourself out of the running. Don't count yourself out of opportunities until someone else who has the power to make that decision tells you no. Yet I was doing that exact same thing because it's always easier to give other people advice and to tell people these things that sound really good than it is for you to actually do those things yourself. So I was, I caught, I took myself out of that opportunity. I, in my mind, was already rejected. I was already not good enough. I was already not going to get selected. And so I was willing to not even take a chance. And that's absurd because when you take a chance, even if I had gotten rejected, I would have been no worse off in really, I might've been very upset. I might've been really hurt, but in reality, my life wouldn't have changed in one direction or the other had I not, had I not been selected. So you have to be willing to put yourself out there for opportunities. You have to be willing to prepare for those opportunities, not just apply for a job in engineering when your degree is in English, but you have to prepare for whatever it is that you're working towards. You have to do the work, you have to do the research. So one of the things that I had been doing indirectly preparing for the TED talk that I'm doing now is public speaking, is leading workshops, is working with people and talking through some of the thoughts that I have about things so that I could prepare to be on a stage, literally, in front of people to hear and to present ideas that I believe are worth spreading. Prepare for the opportunities that you cannot yet see. Do the work now to work towards goals that you have for yourself that you can't imagine right now how they're kind of, they're going to come together but that's what God is doing in the background he's bringing things together for you in a way that you can't imagine when i like i said what i cannot there's no way that i could have predicted that i would have had an opportunity to do a tedx i'm grateful for an opportunity to be a part of something that gives me a voice to share ideas that i believe are worth spreading And as we think about missed opportunities, don't count yourself out. Take advantage of the skills that you have, the abilities that you have. Even if you're creating this image of this giant thing in your mind that sometimes scares you, the picture of what you want, the goal that you have, the way that you hope things come together, it might scare the hell out of you. But walk in that direction anyway. Keep working anyway keep moving forward anyway. And you never know how it's going to come together. You can't predict that it will work out and you can't say that it won't. But if you tr- if you don't try, you definitely know that it won't work out. But if you put yourself in a place to be able to meet these opportunities with the preparation that you've put forth, then you can only, only good things can happen from there. They may not be the things that you necessarily thought that they would be. They may not work out and line up the way that you planned for them in your mind, but your plan is irrelevant anyway. It's going to come together the way that it's supposed to. So make sure that you don't almost miss opportunities and that you take advantage of the ones that that come your way. The ones that are good opportunities. Don't just, you know, jump on everything that comes, but give yourself a chance. 
Don't let your vision overwhelm you to a point that you are afraid to even start or try or take advantage of things that can actually move you toward that vision. Take a step back, break it down into smaller opportunities, into smaller pieces, individual steps, not entire leaps and bounds in the journey, but step by step. What do I have to do today that's going to help me get to where I want to be tomorrow and then the next week and then the next month? Not necessarily how just thinking about how am I going to get from where I am right now to where I want to be in five years. You got to break it down a little bit smaller than that so that you don't overwhelm yourself and keep yourself from taking advantage of the things, the gifts that you actually have to offer and the opportunities that are presenting themselves before you.